trust or bust? Today, we're confronting the myths about hiring a realtor for rentals. Trust or bust? Trust or bust. What's the second part of that? I can't read it from here. Confronting the myths about hiring realtors for rentals. This is your topic. Well, this this came to mind because, well, we we do a lot of rentals. Uh, we also have a property management company, which uh, naturally we're dealing with tenants and landlords frequently. And it's very consistent that tenants who are inquiring about properties that we have available for rent are very reluctant in most cases to provide us with any information. So they, as an, for example, they'll reach out to us and say, Hey, I want to go see this property. And we won't just take people on a whim. We need to know who we're meeting with. Do they qualify? Is it Proper somebody consultation? Yeah. We have to go through the right process. Um, some agents will, which now in the province of Ontario, People do have the ability to represent themselves mm -hmm. and it needs to be disclosed. That discussion has to happen pretty early in the relationship of any kind between a realtor and a potential client mm -hmm. of what their rights are as an individual and what kind of representation uh, they can possibly obtain. Now they have the option of essentially representing themselves. So that discussion happens early in the process. Here's who we are. Here's what we do. Here's what we do to represent you and the transaction. You can sign on and move forward with that particular realtor's services or not. That for me is less of a factor because, um, because we are representing the landlord in this scenario. So this is assuming... The person has inquired about one of our listings. Okay. If because you want to do that, but I was talking in general, just giving everybody a insight to both both yeah. sides of the Well, equation. and that's a whole podcast, really, is the good uh, thing we're doing a whole podcast. No, no, I mean the topic of <laughs> the various types of representation that exist right. because that is new. So but today we're talking about the fact that tenants in general, when we get inquiries are very hesitant to have that consultation, to dig deeper, to provide any personal or confidential information. Right. And they're, Which is they're, understandable. Basically, they're basically doing the legwork for themselves. Yes. So we're talking about that a little bit today. Well, there's two reasons. Well, there's several reasons that we have our processes in place. So the reason we won't just take a person randomly, there's, you know, first of all, we have our real estate agents going to meet somebody that they don't know who it is, usually in a vacant property. So safety, right? We need, if, if somebody's not willing to commit a half hour to a quick meeting beforehand, whether it's over coffee or over Zoom or, and not willing to provide any documentation, then I would very happily see our real estate agents say, no, sorry, I can't help you because there's a safety factor and that's not something we mess around with. The other factor is there's a lot of people out there looking at properties who they just genuinely wouldn't be accepted by the landlord. So why waste everybody's time? So let's talk about who, who are you? What qualifications do you have? What's your credit history like? What's your income like? 
are you even suitable for this property? Or are we wasting your time? Is the property suitable for you? Right. They may not even realize what type of property they're going to see. Do a needs-wants analysis to see how can we actually help you find a property. Because this property might not be the one for you, or you might not be a fit for that property or that landlord for whatever reason. So let's sit down. Let's do a proper consultation. And I'm baffled by the amount of people that don't take advantage of hiring proper representation, a realtor. Certainly. Because it doesn't cost them anything. I don't know why they wouldn't. Maybe they... The commission is paid by the listing brokerage. And even the commissions in real estate are for rentals right across the board. They're pretty inexpensive. Um, And... I think somewhere along the lines, tenants feel like it's going to cost them something somewhere or it's costing somebody something, which in essence it is. It's costing the landlord. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm bad for the filler words today. So what happens is they think they're going to get a better deal by going direct to the landlord or that they have a better shot in securing it or even going direct to the listing agent. I think it's, I think it's. And frustration, sorry to interrupt you. Frustration on behalf of the tenants because they've been conditioned when they're calling a realtor to not hear back quickly, to get poor service. Because I hear a lot that of, all the time. Yeah, a lot of realtors do not want to do any, have anything to do with leases. So. People, it's a combination. People throw their hands up in the air. They say, okay, well, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm not hearing back from this person or they don't want to show me the property or whatever. No, I'm not going to get... So that's why when we get those leads, they're like, no, I'm not going to give you anything. I just want to see the property. Yeah. And the other part of it too, I think a lot of people don't even know that it's an option. I've had that conversation with many right. people. So I'll, you know, the initial phone call, I'll find out, oh, you know, who are you? What are you looking for? Has anyone... Uh, taken the initiative to help you uh, and represent you. And, and I've had people say, no, I didn't even know that was an option. That would be great because it's a very frustrating process. And if you have somebody representing you, then you don't have to call all these different real estate agents representing landlords and explain your story 50 times and try to compete against other offers. You have somebody representing you. They'll prepare a package. They communicate with the other real estate agents and it becomes much easier. From our standpoint, the process is not any different than if we were sitting down with a buyer. It's a very similar conversation. Let's learn a little bit about you and what you're looking for, your needs, your wants, your affordability. Let's tell you a little bit about ourselves, our team, what we can do to represent you, what we can do along the way to make sure you're legally protected and that it's your best interests in mind. Well, do There's many... a lot of financial implications that a tenant can have, certainly in negotiation. Now you've got somebody that's negotiating the best price, the best terms, the best conditions on your behalf. And how many tenants know things like properties newer than uh, built from November 2018 and onwards aren't governed by rent control? So your rent in those properties can fluctuate from year to year significantly more than if you're in something that's older or 
um, you know, landlords can't legally ask for certain types of deposits. You know, they can only ask for first and last month's rent plus the key deposit. Um, so there's a lot of things that I think people get swindled into as well. And there are a lot of scams out there. So if you're looking on places like Marketplace or Kijiji, wherever, any classifieds, there's a, I'd say a high possibility that you're, you're putting yourself in a position where you might be getting scammed. I've dealt with clients before. They called me uh, after they got scammed. This was just people I'd never met before. They called me and they said, hey, uh, we had a place lined up to rent. We gave them our deposit. We went on closing day and they were nowhere to be found. So they, they walked away with two months rent, which at the time was probably, I don't know, four or five grand. And they had moved out of their house. They were homeless. They'd go find a hotel. So that's not a good position to be in. There's a lot of those stories. There are. Is that the end of the podcast? I can chat about this kind of stuff all day. So realtor tips for those of you that do handle leases. I think a big missing part of the equation for realtors is there isn't a lot of training in the real estate world for handling tenants. A lot of the training out there is for handling buyers and sellers. And even that's just how to handle the paperwork. Well, no, I'm also talking about different real estate events like, oh, you know, our friends Chris Leader and Richard Robbins and these these guys that put on well, even those I think they big just training events. They never spe- specifically talk about a realtor's job pertaining to leases. I don't think they even train on how to handle buyers. They just teach you how to get buyers for the most part. Yeah, I, I mean, they- I won't comment because there's a bunch of different courses that you could go on and take throughout the industry. I'm just saying that most of the courses available as abroad you won't find very much to do with representing tenants, with representing landlords. And that's a problem. And what happens is a lot of the newer agents are the ones that take on leases because they don't have anything else that they're working on. So lease leads come in all the time. So you're throwing new people to the wolves a little bit by dealing with Actually, and you know this as well as anybody, a lease transaction is quite complicated. It's, you have, yeah, you have a, sure. lot of, a lot of moving paperwork. You have a lot of paperwork. Collecting the client documents, submitting the offers, the schedules with all the offers. In Ontario, in our province, you have the standard lease agreement, there's a lot all the supporting documents. All the supporting documents, yeah. And it's it's easy. Like when you're buying a house, it comes down to well, how much are you willing to pay? When do you want to close? What are the conditions? When you're leasing a property, is where do you work? How much do you make? When is the last time you got paid? Let me see your pay stubs. What's your credit like? Why did you have a blip in your credit? You know, there's a lot of variables. Who can I call to verify all this information? Right. Yeah. There's and um, can I see your bank statements? I feel like there's been... Do you have any pictures of your current residents? I feel like there's been fewer fraudulent applications since Equifax changed their system. Have you noticed that? I don't think the fraudsters I, have caught up quite yet. I've noticed that our applications have been pretty above water yeah. for 
at least six months. So that, yeah, that timing is it's interesting because their format was so. Is it a coincidence? I don't think so. I think not. I think not. Or they're just getting so better. So we've talked about it in the duped. past. What kind of documents should a tenant have? And you just rambled most of them off. Um, there is a standard rental application. What information that does that have? Well, it's like signing on for a car loan, same kind of thing. Your personal data, your financial data, your asset, your debt, a couple of references, and your employment. You need your credit. Places of uh, previous employment, too, and previous addresses. Yes. Those are very important for me, representing a landlord. I put a lot of value in the previous addresses because I look those up on you know, least listings. Yeah. What's your history like? Who represented the person? It's kind, of, it's kind of like your rental credit history. Yeah. If somebody's been represented by the same agent for several properties, that to me is usually a good sign. So I look for stuff like that with the previous addresses. Right. If you find out your past client hasn't paid their rent in six months and destroyed the place, yeah, you're not are taking you them really the representing client. them for another property in good faith. Right. Credit score. Full, full credit report with credit score. The reason I say with credit score, some, app, uh, some credit reports don't have the score and some people don't know how to decipher what a normal credit report looks like without the score. A lot of people default to looking at the score. And it's all they look at in many cases, I think. Right. Previous um, pay stubs so your most recent pay stubs two or three of the past um, pays a job letter a current job letter so if you are applying on february 19th of 2024 it really should be dated like february 1st maybe something in I'd january take anything a couple suitable. months old because it could take a while to find a property. So yeah. I'm open-minded to that. Yeah. The pay stubs, though, and, that's easy to get updated. And do you want to keep going back to your HR department or right. your boss and saying, hey, I need a new letter. I still haven't found a place. Yeah. As long as you, it's reasonably you know, close in date and you have current pay stubs to substantiate the fact that you are still employed there, right? then that's reassuring. A letter from your current landlord would be super handy if you have a landlord. So those are things that need to be compiled. And those are the things that you can expect as a tenant that a realtor can reasonably ask for when representing you and your offer to supply all that information as evidence and supporting documents that you will be a good tenant. And then that realtor's responsibility is to A, have it all together in a nice, clean format, easy to read all the attachments are all together. It's presented all at the same time, not in bits and pieces, that it looks presentable. Well, and it's important to have this stuff ready immediately before, re ideally before right. you go see anything. You need it before you go and look at anything because as soon as you go and look at something, if you like it, now you're backtracking. Now you got to go and get that letter. Now well, you got to find your pay stubs. Now last you night we had your credit report. We had two showings yesterday at one of our lease listings. I already had one offer in hand and one of the applicants that went through, they were interested, um, but they didn't have their paperwork together yet. And right. we're not going to sit there and wait when we have a solid application in front of us. But if you were ready, we would certainly wait another couple hours to see what you were proposing or right. what your credentials were to make a decision. So that's really important. It's 
having a consultation. That's where it all starts. That's what we do. That's what we preach. So for all of you tenants, future tenants, current tenants, potential tenants, whatever, find somebody that you like that does a good job, seemingly does a good job. We talked about it before. Look at Google Google reviews. Look at their social media. Give them a call. See how they respond. Do they respond? And then sit down for a consultation. It doesn't cost you any money. just costs you a bit of time. And that's going to help save you time, help save you money and headaches, make the process that much easier. And landlords do appreciate when a tenant is properly represented, has somebody taking care of all of the T-crossing and I-dotting and all of that. They have. I think the, one of the concerns, too, I've had clients um, that I've had for a long time, and they their concern was providing sensitive information to real estate agents and landlords and the confidentiality of it. That I kind of understand, especially when lately I've been getting random emails from people where it was very generic yeah, and it didn't have a property listed. It didn't have my right. name in it. It just said, hey, would you consider these applicants? So they sent me driver's licenses. They sent me uh, credit reports and rental applications with all their personal information. I don't maybe the social insurance number was even on there. That has happened so often in the last year or two. And a lot of the time they haven't shown the property. Right. So the agent and their potential tenant have not even viewed the property in person. They haven't called us to give us a heads up or tell us a story. They simply email and all of these documents and an offer are in there. And we're like, who are these people? Yeah. I'll reply to people saying, what property are you inquiring about? And I never get a response. They don't, they're just sending it to mass numbers of people until right. they do get a response saying, yeah, I'll consider it because they're lazy and they don't want to go show them properties. So if they find some people that are interested, then right. they go show them those properties. So that's a huge breach of privacy. And I think you really need to be comfortable working with the person you choose and even tell them, you don't send my information to people unless you tell me who you're sending it to. I would go as far as doing that because I would probably take them to court if I knew they did something like that. Yeah. Got to be careful with personal and confidential information. You do. Any other uh, tips or advice or is that it for this week? No, I think that's it. Just if you're looking for a rental, have a real estate agent help you. Even from the perspective of the real estate agent representing the They're landlord. They're not out to get you. They're not out to get you. And I have a higher level of confidence when I'm working with a professional real estate agent that has people they're representing who I assume they've qualified. Then I, you know, I'm more weary when I have people come to me directly. Right. Because then I have to go through that process and I don't know who they are versus rep working with a real estate agent who I assume has gone through the process already. It's a good assumption, Adrian. I don't always assume. I always... I always ask, well, how do you know them? Because that influences my decision. I just met him on the corner. I was having a coffee. Yeah. Remember you had, you had one lady, an older lady, who sent you an application that was fraudulent, and you called her out on it, and she had no idea. Oh, the agent. Yeah. 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 So that happened. Oh, it was blatantly fraudulent. Yes. Everybody on the team was like, what is that credit report? Right. All right, sir. Well, nice chatting with you. Likewise. Happy leasing.
leasing. Happy leasing. Happy leasing. Ciao. Bye-bye. If you've had an experience hiring a realtor for your rental, we'd love to hear about it. Leave a comment and, of course, subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes.